If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one, the only royalty is in the house, Miss Caroline Manzo. You're the sweetest. I'm going to keep you. I like that introduction. No one ever talks about me like that. So thank you. (laughs) I mean, listen, it's been 14 years since you came into our lives, Caroline. Like, where does the time go, right? Oh, time flies when you're having fun, I guess, right? That's what they say, right? Well, listen, you're having fun, Food, Love, and Chaos Season 2 of your YouTube show. It's back. It's here. Everyone needs to like it. Everyone needs to subscribe to it. Tell us about the show. How did it come about? Just for people that don't know about it. It was actually born because I uh, am writing a cookbook, and uh, it will be out in fall of 2023. And thinking, you know, moving forward, gee, by the time the cookbook comes out, I'm going to be off TV for quite some time. And I just wanted to stay connected with the viewers. So I thought, well, what's a good way to do this? Might as well do a little YouTube cooking thing. Just make it light and casual and fun. And just uh, it's my way of staying connected to all the uh, viewers out there. Well, you know, when I think of food, I think of Caroline Manzo. I think of ham being thrown around a kitchen. I think of, you know, some meatballs. I mean, do you still have nightmares about the ham game, Caroline? You know what? That is so long past because I've got a group of uh, full-blown adults now. So the ham game is a thing of the past. They're buying their own ham, so they they know the value of the ham, so they don't throw it anymore. No. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, what I love about this channel and the show is that, you know, just for people that, you know, it's not just Italian dishes. Like I saw you made like chocolate bark you started with. I saw you just made granola with amaretto. So I like that there's variety. And I think, you know, people are tuning in and they're just expecting Italian dishes. You kind of cover it all. I cover it all because the cookbook is basically Italian, pretty much so. And I don't want to marry the two. I want the cookbook to be separate from separate from the YouTube channel. So it's kind of like a challenge for me to find dishes that I enjoy making that are not Italian, that I could maybe put my little flair on or not, or learn from another culture and just embrace that dish into my rotation, if you will. So, um, yeah, it's fun. It's uh you know, I'm not a chef at all. I'm just a mom that likes to cook, but it's, I think it's fun. And I hope there's a value to it. I'm having fun doing it. And it, you're still cooking in this iconic kitchen that we saw on the show. It's funny because people say, get a new kitchen. I'm like, the kitchen's not broken. The kitchen's fabulous. It's old, but you know, it works fine. Well, the appliances are new. So uh, it is, yes, my exact kitchen from Housewives days. Exactly. I love it. Now, I've had the pleasure of having Isaac Mizrahi on this show three times. I understand he just stopped by. He came to New Jersey to cook with you. Did. He did. He is sunshine. He truly is. And we really get along like a house on fire. There's something we have 
we realized we're like uh he was I was born in August he was born in October of the same year so I'm a few weeks older than him and we have a lot of parallels in our life so we get along really really well and we had a great time more chattering more stuff than cooking yesterday but we had a good time and I was thrilled to have him on how is Isaac as a cook he's phenomenal no, he's a good cook. And that's what you know. I said to him yesterday, I said, my goodness, look how many hats you've worn in your career. You know, Broadway, fashion designer, textiles, you know, rugs and stuff and cooking. When does it stop with him? Just doesn't. He's Mr. Wonderful. He seriously, you have to see his cabaret if you've never seen it at Cafe Carla. He's he's phenomenal. I wanted to go and I told him yesterday, I said, you, I was going to surprise you and come to the Carlisle, but my granddaughter got sick and wound up having to go to the hospital that day. So I didn't go next time. Next time. Well, listen, this is food, love and chaos. You know, you know, the love you have these guests, you have your family and, you know, the chaos portion is what is like a Sunday dinner at Caroline Manzo's like, I imagine there's a lot going on. That would be the chaos portion. We're going to be doing a lot. We're learning as we go. Um, we started with this really crazy production team. Then we're, now we're down to like the bare bones production. Now I have somebody else. So it's a learning curve, guys. But the chaos would be Sundays. We're going to probably do along the road some live Sundays where you see the complete truth and action of what goes into my Sunday, which is lots of cooking, lots of people, uh, surprise guests where you have to kind of pivot and get something out of the freezer or make a quick run to the supermarket again. So that would be like the chaos. And it's also the love portion of it too, because it's so genuine with the kids running around and everybody eating. It's my favorite day of the week. So probably that will be the chaos portion of the show. I love it. Well, listen, you know a thing or two about chaos. You're an OG of RHONJ. You were there for five years. You know, there's so much talk about the negativity and toxicity on reality TV. But what are like, what's one or two of like your highlights of just from your time on RHONJ, the positive memories? I think there's, there's, um, there's a lot of positive men- memories. Uh, just being able to travel the way we did as a family. Um, and then for myself, just uh, meeting these icons and, and doing fun, you know, hope, doing being a judge on Miss America and, you know, walking out to the Jay Leno Tonight Show, like who does things like that? So uh, those things are really great. So, you, you know, I treasure those memories for sure. Well, you know, one of my favorite memories is you telling Danielle Stobbs she's a clown or that when you said she was garbage, you meant she was garbage. Speaking of that first season, you know, there really was no roadmap. I mean, we had, you know, the OC in New York and Atlanta, but like, did you know what you were getting yourself into, you know, or did you think you were coming on a food and love show only? I had no idea. And as a matter of fact, I said to the executive producer, we were sitting down signing the initial contracts. And I said, well, this will be something good, something fun to do for a couple of weeks. And then it's over. And she looked at me, she goes, it's over. And I said, yeah, she goes, your life's about to change. I said, no, it's not. And she said, your life's going to change forever. I said, no, we're going to do this for four or five weeks and call it a day. How little did I know? Um, Yeah, life-changing craziness. Mm -hmm. It changed your life, right? Yeah, yeah. Are you shocked, like, at what, you know, Housewives and RHLNJ has become, you know, and like, you know, it's a whole different show now, right, with social media. And I mean, that's a whole nother character on the show. Are you shocked? I'm not shocked at all, because it's just going with the flow of society, I suppose. 
Um, I think social media has a massive part to do with everything today, uh, especially um, television, um, entertainment world, um, because it happens so quickly. If there's an issue, you know, you have you've got talent arguing with each other like real life right in front of you. So I think for me, when when I was on, we were just at the cusp of social media becoming the breakout that it was. Um, it's a lot. It's in a whole nother job just to get <laughs> and the show has changed a lot. I haven't watched it. I uh, stopped watching once I left. Um, but, you know, everybody loves to keep you informed. So uh, but I think the show has changed a lot. But, you know, that's OK. You, you can't you have to evolve. And if part of the recipe changes, you have to evolve and make a new recipe. So I think they finally found their set, you know, their footing after a few years. It well, seems. I, I know that everyone does keep you involved. You know, I know your family is thick as thieves, but, you know, we have, you know, Teresa and Melissa, they're still, you know, not getting along. You know, I mean, at this point, is it, you know, do you have any advice for them? I mean, they still can't seem to get on the same page 10 years later. You know, sometimes you have to know when to just walk away and call it a day. Some things cannot be fixed, right? So you can try and try and try. And if, if they don't want to be fixed, they're not going to be fixed. So walk away and maybe come back to the table when you're a little older and a little more mature. Uh, who knows? But sometimes you just need to walk away to save the situation. I mean, well, Teresa says that she's truly done with Melissa. I mean, do you believe that at this point? It's very hard to say when you're family because you're always part of each other's world, right? So you have to decide you know, at some point, uh, whether it's going to be, a, you know, a, a, a forever decision or a right now decision. So maybe it's the right thing for them, for them to do right now, to just walk away and cool their jets a little bit and uh, see where you land when you come back. And when, the, when you know, it's, it's when all the smoke is clear, obviously you see things clearly. So maybe the smoke needs to clear so they both have clarity in what the situation is. Maybe that just needs time away from it all. The wait is over. That's right. Season five of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. This summer, the world must answer one question. Why has no one made a popsicle that gets you high yet? That's right, it's summer, and it's time for you to get your hands on America's new favorite product, Danksicles. 20 milligrams of THC in two great flavors, the latest and greatest innovation from IndiCloud. Is IndiCloud the greatest company to come out of America? Maybe. But what we do know for sure is that IndiCloud is the best way to get dispensary-grade cannabis delivered directly to your door, 100% legally. Yes, they ship legally to all states. No medical card needed. Whether it's vapes as big as your head, flowers you won't find in your mom's garden, or of course, popsicles that get you high as <laughs> What are you waiting for? Go to indicloudco slash spring24 and get discreet delivery on top-shelf THC products. Head over to indicloud.co slash spring24. That's co, not com, to snag 30% off your first order. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I need to tell you guys how much I love cooking at home these days, and it's all because of green pan. Now, of course, you want pans that don't stick, right? I mean, there's nothing worse than when food sticks to your pans while you're cooking. But as you know, I'm also so health conscious, and I never personally thought of what the pans were made out of. But do you know that most traditional nonstick pans were made with plastic coatings that can turn toxic when you heat? I didn't think of it either until I discovered green pan. Now I've gone down a rabbit hole. And that's why I'm obsessed with Green Pan's ceramic nonstick cookware. Now, let me just also say it looks freaking cool. For my new LA apartment, I got like this cool gold tone and like this is such high end. But what I really love is that their ceramic nonstick cookware is made without harmful toxins. Think about it. Why is making cookware with ceramic? Why is that important? Because ceramic doesn't emit fumes when it's cooked. So listen, it's 2023. Are you still cooking with pans made out of plastic? Head to greenpan.us and use promo code VELVET and you'll receive 30% off your entire order plus free shipping on orders over $99. That's right, 30% off. Whether you buy one pan or a whole set, it's 30% off. So head to greenpan.us and make sure to use promo code VELVET. Every movie, every TV show has brought you here. To the MTV Movie and TV Awards hosted by Drew Barrymore. I can't believe it. And sure, I might be hosting, but great movies and TV shows, they're made for fans. To make you laugh more, cry more, bury more. So you get out there and fan so hard because it's the biggest night to be a fan. The 2023 MTV Movie and TV Awards. Live Sunday, May 7th at 8, 7 central on MTV. I think that's good advice. Well, you were there the first season. You know, the first season was all about, you know, Danielle and this book. And then at the end, you know, we have Teresa with the iconic table flip. I mean, you were sitting there. You're one of the few people that was actually sitting there. I mean, what was going through your mind when this was actually happening? Were you scared? Were you shocked? I was in disbelief. I have a nervous laugh. So if you look, if you were to go back at that, you'll see me. I'm laughing at the table because I couldn't believe what was happening. Again, any kind of major, um, any kind of major conflict or anything I've ever had in my life was on this show. So that was one of the first signs of, uh oh, is this what this is going to become? So you kind of you can't believe what's happening. You can't believe what she just did. The kids are all you, you're worried about the kids because they were young at the time. So there was so much going through my mind, um, and I think I just decided, okay, just go with it and see where it takes you, but at the same time, never believing for a minute would turn into what it did. Were you like, did you have regrets at that point? Like, did it ever go into your mind? Like, if this is what this show is, like, I think I might walk away. Um, I, I thought that no, because I didn't think it would happen again. Like one, okay. One time thing done, finished, because again, we were just brand new into it, not knowing we were wet behind the ears. We didn't know what to expect. So I think every time something happened, it'd be okay. What happened again? It'll be the last time, you know, but I think that uh, her flipping that table set the tone for reality TV as we know it now. 
Do you yeah. think it kind of gave like housewives a license to act a fool, so to speak? I do. I do. Because look, at we're still talking about it how many years later. Right. It was clearly, you, you know, you can't take away. It was an iconic moment in, in reality TV history that she created for sure. And then everyone goes into the other room and they want to have drinks or martinis or whatever it was like it never happened. That was wild. I remember standing there and that room was a wreck and I felt so badly for the, you know, the owners of the restaurant and kind of in shock. And then let, let's go have a drink. And I remember standing there like, this is insanity. Like, how do you turn, how do you turn it off so quickly? But we did, we just went and had drinks. Were you, were you ever embarrassed like to be a part of this show, you know, and I'm not trying to throw shade at like Teresa, but you know, when there is this table flip or other things that happen, like you said, you thought it would only happen once. Like, were you ever embarrassed to be like associated with this thinking that you were kind of getting into something and it wouldn't happen again? You know, it's funny. People often say, oh, you know, you're a snob, you're above it all. No, it's just a matter of behaving properly, you know, when you're out in public or wherever, just behaving properly. So sure, there are a lot of embarrassing moments. You know, sure, there are a lot of times that I didn't want to be associated with. But then there are some moments that you do really spectacular things and you could be someone that teaches, you know, when you talk about, um, you know, all the struggles that have been put out on reality television over the years, I would like to use the positive, you know, where you talk about Jacqueline with a child with autism, or you talk about infidelity, you're talking about struggling in business and weight and stuff like that, you know, to change the narrative and make it a positive thing instead of a negative thing would be wonderful. So, um, you know, once in a while, they do something that you say, well, all right, good for you. But, you know, it is what it is. That's what it is now. So, Absolutely. There's been so much talk lately about Melissa and you and, you know, she said that she said, you know, you were too old at the time or, you know, where are you with like Melissa and Joe? I mean, are you guys copacetic? Listen, she said it. I was there when she said it. And, uh, you know, at the at the time it bothered me. Um, but looking back on it now, it's so foolish because she was a kid. She was like 30 years old. I'm like 50 years old. She had a point to to a degree, right? So, um, but when I see them, it's like I've never lost an you know uh, an hour of time with them. We just go right back to where we were. We don't hang in the same circles again. I'm a lot older. We you know we have different we're at different points in our world. But whenever I'm with them, I have a good time. I have no problems with any of them. What about you posted this picture of you and your brother, Jamie, and Melissa said you know love him, and he said you know you don't call, you don't write. The fans took that and ran with it of like Melissa, you know, trying to kiss up to you to stay in your good graces. Nobody's got to stay in my good graces. I don't know what that is. It's insanity to think that. Um, and nobody's got to kiss up to me either because I'll see right through it. All right. So I do what I want to do when I want to do it, how I want to do it when it comes to this life with television and everything else. So there's going to be no tipping point, uh, from anybody to make me decide whether I'm going to stay or go, whose friend I'm going to be or not. Um, because when you get to this age in life, you're like, no, you march to the beat of your own drum. So I don't, uh, there's no agenda. Like I said, we had, we saw them at BravoCon. We had a great time. We had a lot of laughs. There's no underlying anything. Just guys, if I like a photo, I like a photo because I like the photo. So why don't we just take it at the face value that it is. She liked the photo. And we, we don't we don't need the drama. We just don't need it. It's it's a little nuts. 
everyone's reading way too much into a lot of things, right? That's it really is. So it is not. Well, I mean, I think the argument is that, you know, Melissa kind of wants you to come back on the show because, you know, she thinks and a lot of people think you're the one person that could kind of stand up to Teresa if you were on the show and put her in her place, so to speak. Mm -hmm. No, listen, that's that's been said to me a lot of times when we went to BravoCon, they said point blank, come back on the show. So there's no there's no underlying you know malice there she was very blunt in, in in her her desire for me to go back on the show so um no big secrets no big you know no it's fine <laughs> yeah what about you know a lot of people are saying you know it's 10 years it's time like you said sometimes it's time to just call it you know even though you are a family just kind of move past things and come back in the future a lot of people are saying that this is the last season for melissa and joe because of that you know Teresa's obviously not going anywhere on the show and this re relationship and story for this point has played out and everyone's saying this is melissa's last season like what do you think of that listen you're not going to know what's happening till the last. It's a Hail Mary pass. You don't know what's going to happen till this show airs and how it's received and what the people at Bravo are, are thinking when they sit around their table and discuss things. There's so many moving parts to this. So I think anyone would be foolish to make a judgment call at this point in the game because I think there are only a few shows in. Am I wrong? I don't even know how many shows it's, I mean, well, we are at the end, but, you know, I mean, I think the reunion carries a lot of weight, right, as to what happens. I mean, the reunion hasn't fully aired and played itself out. So much more can happen. So it's it's a, it's a fool's game to suggest that at this point. Yeah, I, lo I love it. Well, one person that recently came out on Watch What Happens Live that you are, that Danielle Cabral, we all know is your step-niece, Andy, I guess, revealed to her that he called you or Bravo called you and you gave your stamp of approval why like we're loving as an audience people are loving danielle like why do you think danielle makes a good i mean you are an og we do look to you for advice caroline like why do you think danielle makes a good rhlnj because she just puts it out there she doesn't care so she's in your face she's opinionated she's got a big personality so i thought that she would be a you know an interesting addition to the cast have you heard from her has she checked in with you since she's started yeah, this journey no interestingly enough the last time i heard from her was when uh she was cast and of course i had spoken to you know andy prior during and all that kind of stuff and about her and she was cast and then they uh i think they introduced her to teresa and she hit it off of Teresa. That's the last time I heard from her. <laughs> so she is, uh, yeah. Has she gone over to the dark side, Caroline? What? Who knows? Time she, will. Time will tell, right? Well, yeah. She is so so. Like what? Like she went on the show, hit it off with Teresa, and then that's the last time you heard from her. I heard from her. Yeah. What advice did like? Did you give her advice, or what advice would you give her if she called you and said? Uh, I think I told her that she has to be prepared for a tsunami of opinions. And a lot of them she's not going to like. So you have to be very, very strong. Um, 
especially now with, again, we talk about social media where it is now. So you have to be very, very strong um, and keep your feet on the ground. And, you know, don't forget where you came from. This is a blip. You're here one day, gone tomorrow. It could be easily just, just as easily as that. And just enjoy the ride too, because it's fabulous at the same time. That's good advice. I mean, like when people join this show, just from doing what I'm doing, they often ask me for advice. And that's the best. I I think that's the best advice. Like this is, I have the same philosophy on life that you do. You know, none of this really matters where health is what counts. This is a blip. It'll be a beginning, a middle and an end for everybody. You have to just realize this. You, I mean, it's clear that you realize that it's clear that your family is thick as thieves and your family is what gets you out of bed in the morning. Why do you think so many of these women that come into this, you know, world, not even just for RHO and J, lose sight of that and just the show is number one? You know, it's funny. I think I never, I can only speak to myself. I never aspired to be famous. It was never, when the show came to me, it just fell into my lap. I didn't want it. Kept falling into my lap kind of thing. And I decided, okay, take it and see where you land kind of thing. Um, even now, it's like, I don't need to be seen. You know, I don't need to be that girl. I'm happy to stay in the background kind of thing. A lot of, I think a lot of people that go on television need to have that desire to be seen. So when you when you get to a point in Housewives, you got to remember, we're just normal women walking around every day. And all of a sudden you're thrown into the arena where you become literally famous overnight. So you really have to be grounded in who you are and know what life is about. Otherwise, you could be taken on a ride that one day you're going to get dumped because we all do, you know, in one way or another. I wasn't dumped, but you know what I mean? My story ended. All right. And it's a very harsh reality, even for me, that I walked away from Housewives and seeing how quickly you're forgotten. And I'm somebody that didn't care it's a hard fall when you're, when you're up there. And so I think a lot of them have to really, and it, it would be nice if they kept each other grounded, but it's, it's more of a competition than anything else. It's like who can look better and who could have the most fabulous outfit, who could have that moment kind of thing. And, you know, that's all well and good. And I think that's, has a time and place, but I, it would be nice if we could be more positive too, as human beings towards each other at the same time. So I think when you get into this world of housewives and the fame, it could really mess with your head, really mess with your head. It, you know, you're riding so high and you, you think, you know, well, I'm going to stay up here forever. No, the biggest and the best fall. And yeah, I mean, look at Lisa Rinna. She's gone. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like, if you don't, you have to have, like, the true self inside. And if you don't, and there is that thing that you need the external validation, like, this is the drug that will give it to you because people are telling you how wonderful and great you are 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. The yes people. And that's what ruins a lot of friendships. Because you have you have these yes people around you. And if you're foolish enough to believe the yes people and, and you forget the people that have been with you all your life, that's sad. But that happens to a lot of them. You know, that's what happens with relationships and marriages and everything else. You you believe the hype. And it's funny because I always tell my kids, and this is something we we uh, positioned in our minds many years ago, when people say negative things, don't listen to them. When people say net positive things, it's the same thing because you don't know me. So you're saying these wonderful things about me and I appreciate you, but I could be the most rotten person on the planet. 
So you can't, you got to be in the middle like a no man's land and appreciate them and, you know, thank you so much. But at the same time, it's all smoke and mirrors when you think about it. I 100% say that all the time. That is exactly, I totally agree. You can't believe all the positive either. Love it, but you don't really know me and I'll take it. And really what you're saying is I'm doing my job well. I'll take that and we'll move on. I totally agree. Well, you've been off, you know, you and Teresa obviously have fallen out. We all know that, you know, you came together, you filmed a Super Bowl commercial, BravoCon. Like, where are you with Teresa today? Where would you say you are? I think, I don't think either of us even think about each other. Uh, again, it's so far in my rearview mirror. I could sit in a room with her and have no problem. Um, it's not that I'm going to be knocking on anybody's door to do so, but I could, I could do it kind of thing. Um, there are bigger worries in life and bigger, you know, we went through COVID nightmare three years. So when you, when you, in hindsight, when you look at the reality of today versus then it's, you know why you got to shake off the little things and just say, okay, I'm going to leave you back there. So she is back there. And I would assume that I am in the same place in her world. Sometimes she brings you up quite often. Well, you know what I mean? The same nonsense. It's just like, stop already. Stop already. Stop with the allegations. None of it's true. Just stop with the nonsense. It's been a long time since I've been on there. I'm not going back. Stop it. Just stop it. You're not going back. No. Angie Cohen made a joke at the first BravoCon that, you know, we'd probably have to back up a dump truck of money and, you know, dump it on your front lawn. I know we, you, they offered you, they wanted you a chemistry test as a friend of, you made it very clear, put some respect on that OG name. If they offered you, say, the exact same amount that Teresa makes, you you wouldn't go back? Not, not no. No. Mm. That ship has sailed. That ship has sailed. Yes. Don't it's you fine. Feel- the good ship to be on. <laughs> It's a good ship to be on. You know, listen, a lot of people say never say never. So I'm always like respectful in like a positive way when someone's like, listen, it's just, I mean, I do know other housewives I'm friends with that are just like, it's just, I'm not interested. And I'm like, I actually believe you. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I've had many opportunities, you know, this this past season, another one, but uh, at this point, no, no, Happy doing my little cooking show and see where we land in, in, in other phases of things. You know, there's a lot of things on the fire here. And it's nice to have something that even though it's, a, it's, it's a, like I said, a learning curve and, and, and it'll get better as we go along. It's mine and I can be proud about it and know that I'm putting the effort and the work in and hopefully it grows into something that's really great. Absolutely. Well, this past season, yes. And we don't need to talk about all these headlines we're seeing. I know you did an interview recently where you said, I just don't have the headspace to talk about this. So Caroline, I do not want to invade your headspace here today, unless you decide you would like to talk about it, which I don't think you do. No, I do not. But thank you for asking. But I don't. You are welcome. But would we so forget housewives, you know, would you ever consider another girl's trip manzoed with children? Like, would you ever do another Bravo show in a different respect? Um, Ultimate girl's trip? No. Uh, manzoed. There's, there's always a conversation there with, you know, working with the family. But uh, the other thing I'm done with. How is the family? How are how's Albert? How's Albie? I mean, you're a grandmother. Everybody's great. Thank you, God. Everybody's doing good. They're working hard. They're driving me crazy. My granddaughter's sick. She's my best little friend. 
um, and just, you know, moving and shaking along. I can't believe they've all got birthdays coming up in the next few weeks. And I've got some old ass kids. They're getting, they're <laughs> getting old. Yeah. They are all grown, right? Yeah. 33, 34, and 37 coming up. Wow. Who said that's allowed? That's old. That's, that's, that's not allowed. <laughs> that's not allowed. Well, speaking of your family, I mean, how is Jacqueline these days? I sat down with her a few months ago and chatted as well. She's moving in a, in a few months. She's going to Orange County. I was just talking to uh, Tamara. They're going to be neighbors, I think. Um, but she's moving uh, to California. I think she's going to love it there and be happy there. I think she's got friends there, um, you know, for my brother, uh, Chris's business. So uh, it'll be a change for her, but I think a good change. I, I think so, too. Well, Jacqueline nearly broke the Internet, you know, weeks, months back when she sat down and had this lunch with Teresa in Vegas. How do you feel about that? I think it's wonderful. I really, really do. I was very happy to see it. I um, I think that the show took the friendship and, quite frankly, ruined it. They were the, the best of friends, the truest of friends. And like I said, the show sometimes gets in the way of real relationships. And I count that as one of them. Uh, the, you know, the shots thrown across the years, I, I were born from a place of hurt and I'm glad they're talking together and I hope it remains that way. And I'm, I'm happy for them. Truly. I'm happy for them. Mm -hmm. Right. Sometimes when you're hurt, it just comes out in shots, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. A lot of the fans and people that watch say like, run Jacqueline, run, put on your track shoes. This isn't going to be good. You know, Teresa is, you know, she says namaste and she's married, but like, it's not going to end well. Like beware of Teresa. Like, are you as worried for Jacqueline in this rekindling of a friendship as a lot of people are? Jacqueline is very capable of handling herself. You know, she doesn't uh, go into things blindly. Um, I I would like to think that the friendship can maintain itself and, and stay this way because, um, like I said, it was a true friendship. It really was. So you think Teresa could truly change? Oh, I don't know about that, but I think that she could be fine. You know, as long as Jacqueline's not on the show, there's not that common denominator that can cause friction or a problem. So maybe um, it'll work, around, work well this time. I hope it does. And it really was the show. I mean, I imagine because there really was a true friendship between those two. If it wasn't for the show, they probably would have never fallen out. I would agree with that. Sure. Mm -hmm. What about Luis? I mean, Luis went golfing with Chris. I mean, like, do you know him at all, Luis? Like, do you ever see him around New Jersey? I, I've no, no, she lives about uh, 20 minutes away from me. So we wouldn't be in the same areas. Um, no, I've never met him. I saw, a bra I saw him at BravoCon in passing but we didn't say anything to each other. We weren't really ever in the same room or spot at the same time. It was always like kind of from afar, but I have no opinion. You know, he seems to make her happy. So. And if you ran into Teresa in New Jersey, even though you guys live a, a few minutes away or far away, like it would just, you would say hi. I don't know if I'd say hi. If she was in my face, I'd be, you know, be one of those head, you know, what's up kind of things, but I'm not gonna be like, Hey, how are you? That's not our relationship at all. Yeah. What would you say if you ran into Danielle Staub? Nothing. I'd walk right by her. Yeah. So if you had to go on a deserted island with either Teresa or Danielle, which one would you choose? Um, For a week, Caroline, for a week. I'm going to say Danielle because she's a survivor. Yeah. 
she would hunt and fish and provide. Listen, she's a survivor. You can't take it away from her. She is a survivor. Do you regret anything for that you did on RHONJ for your time on? My God, do you have five hours? I, I regret a lot of things. I, I regret a lot of fashion choices. I re- regret a lot of makeup choices and hair choices because this is like, I never thought of myself of being, you know, talent TV kind of thing. So it's like, all right, wear this today. It's like getting up on a Saturday morning, put it on because it's comfortable. And you're looking on TV and you're like, what the hell was I thinking? Tons of that. As far as behavior, sure. There were times that I was... um short with people because I was aggravated, stuff like that. I don't take anything back. If I ever said anything, I meant it, you know? So, uh, sure. Over, over five years on, on that, there's plenty of moments that you kind of want to take back, but then there, you know, it goes with the uh, whole package. There were plenty, plenty of moments that were phenomenal. So you got to take the good with the bad. Well, the fact that you never considered yourself reality TV talent, this is why you are a fan favorite. This is why people love you because they know that what they get from you is real and it's not what the show has morphed into where there's hair and makeup and costumes and everyone is, you know, angling for what they're going to say on air as opposed to just reacting in real time. Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work now, I think, doing that. Um, Too much to remember, too much to think about. Just, you know, put your lip gloss on and go, girl. Just do it. (laughs) Well, that's why the advice you gave to your Stephanie Danielle is the right advice of like, just hold on and just be in the moment, right? Like be real and don't try to, don't go in with preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. Camera doesn't lie. Ultimately, it's going to get you. Mm -hmm. Do you think her and Teresa's friendship could go the distance? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And can Danielle, you know, Teresa's, we we know how Teresa can be. Can Danielle handle herself if Teresa eventually one day decides Danielle might be, you know, enemy number, whatever we're on now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She's got a lot of Teresa in her. Really? Yeah. I like that. You know, you talk about like the show and like what things have done to like relationships. Like I know, you know, you and Dina, you know, don't speak at this point. You know, do you blame that on RHLNJ? Um, you can't, you, you can't, no, you can't blame it completely on RHLNJ. You know, there, I think what a lot of the times when you see where people say the show, the show, the show, there had to have been underlying issues before the show with any with any problems that people are having. So I think it just gets piled onto and becomes a breaking point to some. You know, that's all I could say about it. Right. It's true. It's like people that end up divorcing and they blame it on the show. It's like if you really have a marriage that is rock solid. Right. It's not going anywhere. Correct. Mm hmm. What about, I know, you know, you're close with Dolores, like Dina just recently said that the real reason she didn't go to Teresa's wedding was because of Dolores and Dolores was going to be there and Dolores is really close to you. Mm-hmm. I mean. Listen, I don't, I don't, if someone, perfect example, Dolores is very close with Teresa. And I support that relationship. You, you can't own people in life, right? So you can you could say, all right, 
I don't like that you're friends with this person, but you can still respect them as a human being. Just, you know, keep my name out of your mouth kind of thing. And that's my philosophy. So it's upsetting when you, you know, as, as an adult, you, you should be able to navigate that a little bit. Right. Like you're whoever you have an issue with doesn't mean, right. It's like it's separation of church and state, so right. to speak. Right. Just keep your name out of their mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, there is this narrative out there now, too, that, you know, like Dina and Dave have kind of fallen out with Luis and Teresa. Does any part of you then feel, you know, like Dina is your sister at the end of the day, whether you're speaking or not. So, I mean, considering you and Teresa don't necessarily get along and you hear that they have fallen out, does any part of you kind of sigh a sigh of relief? No, no. Again, you know, I don't own people and I don't direct them who to hang out with. So. No. And I don't know anything about the scenario, what happened, or I've heard a lot of stories, um, you know, both ways. So it's one of those things that I'm just from afar and I don't even pay attention to it, really. That makes sense. And before we move on from this topic, like, I mean, do you foresee reconciling with Dina anytime in the foreseeable future? Probably not. Mm -mm. Well, you're busy with food, love, and chaos. Mm -hmm. Is there an ideal guest that you want? Like if you, you know, you just had Isaac to your house. I mean, by the way, I just would like you to know on my bucket list of things to do in my life, it is to, you know, leave New York City and come across the river and cook with you in that iconic kitchen. Just, you know, just FYI. Come and and cook. I would love to come cook. Who would you like, like if you could just, you know, choose anyone off the top of your head or people, who, who would you love to have on food, love, and chaos? Well, unfortunately, the, well, the one person that I would have loved to have is no longer on the earth, but it would have been Betty White because she she would have had to have stories. You know, I, I love somebody that with stories. I want to hear your stories and I love a big personality. So she would have been really fun to have. Um, just compiling a little get list of, you know, uh, a wishful thinking list and I, I won't give you any names but more often than not which is shocking to me when I ask people they say yes I'm like oh just, oh my god I'm dying to come cook, cook in your kitchen which I'm shocked so I'm having fun doing that but Betty White would be uh, uh, a living person maybe share because she's fun you know and she's got a story I want a story I want to hear people's stories mm-hmm I have met Cher five times in Vegas when she used to perform and Cher is Cher. She's exactly what you expect. Talk about real and down to earth. You're just like, what is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. I want to just have fun with it. Like when you come to my house, people say, do I have to take my shoes off? No, leave your shoes on. It is a very simple, come in, enjoy yourself. No, no frills, no nothing. You're going to get a paper plate, whatever, and a red solo, drink up, eat and enjoy. That's my house. So. so the opposite of my house. I'm like, shoes off. I'm like, if your cup should be here, why is it over here? I'm not a good entertainer, Caroline. I'm going to leave that to you. Too many people that come in and out here. I lose my mind. So you have to go with it. Do you know, like, I know you don't watch the show, but do you know, like any of the others, like, do you know, Margaret or Jackie or Rachel Fuda, the other new girl? I met Margaret. And Jackie at BravoCon. I spent uh, maybe 30 seconds talking to Jackie because it's just time wouldn't allow. And maybe 20 minutes talking to Margaret and Joe. Um, that's it. I don't know any of the other ones. No. 
Do you think, you know, housewives, RHONJ, like can this, like you said, like everyone expires and everyone leaves, but do you think this can go on forever? You know, like the ratings overall for some of these shows are down. Like, I mean, it. we have a world where, you know, Grey's Anatomy is still on, but we have the real world. Remember the real world? That's gone. Like, I mean, for all the people, like, is can this go on forever? Nothing less forever. Nothing less forever. The biggest and the best shows, you know, when we were kids are gone and stuff like that. Everything has a shelf life and everybody has a shelf life in the industry. So um, just enjoy it while we have it. And uh, that's it. And then they'll live forever, right, with the Internet. So we don't have to worry about it. They will live forever with the internet. Are you aware? I made, I made acknowledge, you know, I, I referenced the fact that you're a fan favorite. Like, are you aware that you're a fan favorite that people, I mean, do you get asked every day when, when are you going to be back on TV? I mean, you're on your own YouTube channel with love food and chaos, which is great food, loving chaos. But I mean, are you aware that people want you back on? I get asked all the time in the streets. People ask me constantly. Um, being a fan favorite is something I'll never wrap my head around. Um, but I appreciate everybody. So thank you. <laughs> but, uh, because, if, you know, I've been gone quite a long time and that's what's shocking when you go back to BravoCon or something like that. And you have that reception because you're thinking to yourself out of sight, out of mind, and nobody's going to care. But when I saw that reception, I was truly floored. So to think at this point in time that people still care enough is pretty cool. You know, it's pretty nice. And I appreciate it. Shocking. Truly. What do you think people have wrong about you? You know, when they hear Caroline Manzo, like, what do you think? Like, just, you know, like you said, people, everyone has an opinion. Everyone makes up their own backstory. What do you think people have wrong about you? Um, That I'm some tough, you know, thing that's, so, you know, that's, you know, completely uh, immersed in my children's lives, which is not true at all. I, I'm a very laid back, go with the flow kind of thing. And, all my kids have to tell me is that they're alive. I don't ask any other questions. <laughs> so, well, this is why people say like she's the one that could come back and stand up to Teresa because they have this vision of you. I think you could put her in her place if you went back, but it doesn't seem like that's ever going to happen. No, no, no. You're you're busy with other things. What do you do when you're not cooking? Like what other, like, do you have guilty pleasures? I mean, RHONJ is such a guilty pleasure as is girls trip. Like, do you, are you into like binge watching any TV shows? Well, I love succession. That's like, you know, and then Ozark when that was on, I loved Ozark. Now I'm watching these things with and, and top chef, like addicted to top chef. But now I'm watching these things that you see with there's the surgeons at Lenox Hill hospital and stuff like that. And they're doing brain surgeries and stuff like that. I'm into that now. Don't really? Yeah. <laughs> that is really, wow. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else, you know, you'd like to bring up here today? That, that I love the YouTube show. It's great. Thank you. No, just like I said, my cookbook coming out in fall of 2024 um, through Chronicle. And then you got the podcast, Dear Albie and Chris Dury with my boys and my food, love and chaos and a couple other surprises coming down the pike soon. Just, you know, we're having fun doing things that make us happy because my boys, my daughter have a very busy lifestyle. Um, and I'm at a point in my life where I'm doing things that make me happy. And uh, so you never know what's going to come next. This is why seeing Manzo with children, like you said, they're in their 30s now. It's a different phase of life. There are a lot more children, so to speak. 
lot going on in the Manzo house right now. If Bravo doesn't want that, we can go shop it around to a different network, Caroline. Listen, I'm just trying to help you out here today. An agent, so maybe you want to take up that job and just throw my name out about, see what happens. I only need 10%. How's that, you know? Fair. It's fair. What do you love best about the podcast, just from one podcaster to another? Like, what's the best thing for you about your podcast? I think the best thing when we, when I podcast with my kids, it's it's just that you never know what's going to happen next. So you have one thought that can turn into a completely different thought. And it's just um, the spontaneity of it, I think, I enjoy. I love and of that. course, having a drink and hanging out, you know, it's fun. You get to spend time with your kids. Before we go, since it is called Food Loving Chaos, what is like your absolute favorite dish to cook? My absolute favorite dish to cook would be Sunday gravy, Sunday, you know, uh, meatballs and stuff like that, because there's so many memories attached to it for generations. And it's the kind of thing that you take with you when you pass down is Sunday, Sunday gravy and stuff. Yeah. And it tastes way better than the Olive Gardens, doesn't it? You know what? I'm not going to step on Olive Garden. I've never been Olive Garden. Maybe I'll give you a shot. Thank you. I've really thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you. I wanted to speak to you forever. You are an OG. You're a fan favorite. You're an icon in the world of housewives, you know, so I just really appreciate your time and congratulations on the new YouTube channel and all your success. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank you. Come back anytime. Hey, listen, you're going to come and cook at my house too. I I'm ready to take the train across or an Uber. No joke. Seriously. Okay. I would love it. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.